G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, since that news broke this week about the attack on a priest in a church in France, of course there are all sorts of concerns that have come to mind for Christian leaders. Islamic State has claimed responsibility for the attack on that church in France and Christian persecution ministries are responding. Let's talk with one of those ministers here in Australia. Mike Gore is the CEO of Open Doors Australia. Mike's joining us. Hello, Mike. Welcome along to 2020. Neil, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Mike, how did you feel this week when that news broke that a priest in France had been the victim of an Islamic State attack? Yeah, look, honestly, I remember, you know, the first I saw of it was as I was laying in bed, uh, getting ready to go to sleep, and my heart just sank because, you know, it was horrifying. It was you know, yet another example of um, increased extremism. And, and I think our, our natural response is just that heartbroken feeling of, man, what is going on? And, and so that's how I felt, yeah. And, of course, the Catholic Church, they've expressed their own horror at the attack. And it's something, I guess, that every Christian believer needs to uh, take to heart, uh, to be a little bit empathetic with the fact that there are Christians who are under pressure in not only uh, places like France and other places in Europe, but also throughout the entire Middle East. That's correct. I think, you know, persecution we've seen really increase, or Christian persecution has increased over the last few years and you know it's sort of dabbled in the west in different areas and this attack in france just recently is a real a real horrifying i guess trend or change in that in that we've seen the persecution of christians in this case really land on the shores of what would be considered a western nation and and for us you know that is a a really significant shift Mike, the way that someone is executed and just to draw attention uh, not in a gruesome way, but it was reported that the men forced the priest, Father Jacques Hamel, to kneel before they filmed his execution. But this is a typical way uh, that Islamists are threatening Christian believers. That's correct. And one of the things we need to just caveat on that is that it's Islamic extremists uh, and it's not necessarily indicative of all Muslims around the world. And, of course, what was disturbing about the attack this week is that it happened in a church and it appears that the pair then made a statement or, as some have said, were preaching from the pulpit in Arabic. Uh, that's a bit disturbing too. Look, it's, it's one of the things that, again, you know, hearing the, the facts as they emerge, we're hearing more and more about how it happened and, and having parallels, I guess, between what we've seen in places like Syria and Iraq over the last few years. No matter, I guess, how it outplayed, it was a disturbing event for the people that were held hostage, for the priests and the local members of that church and even community. And so, you know, despite, I guess, how it outworked itself, you know, every part of that situation was horrific. Let me ask you about Christians and their response, Mike, because we can get some guidance from Scripture and oftentimes it's not so easy to treat people who might 
think of us as enemies, as ones who are the object of our love. But there is a sense, isn't there, in which uh, Christians are not called to retribution, but to actually pray for enemies. Yeah, look, I think there's, there's such a, I guess, heavy laden statement, but there are so many elements to it. And I think, firstly, if I talk about the fact that I, I think in culture across the West at the moment, we're being taught that Muslims are our enemies. And I really think we need to be aware that, as Brother Andrew would say, they're actually our mission field. You know, what we're seeing is the horrific actions of a minority, you know, an extremist group of Muslims. And so, firstly, as believers, I think we need to be careful that we don't broad brush the whole of the Muslim community with this style of behaviour. But then secondly, I would say our role in that is that we have two options. And we're seeing in culture across the West, whether it's Christian or not, fear and love. They're the two emotions and feeling. And, and I think in so many ways, fear is a much easier emotion because it feels better. It allows us to group together and, and feel kind of safe in that moment. But love is what Jesus did with the world. And then that's the terrifying part is that it requires an action. So I think the options are fear or love. And as believers in Jesus, we're called to love. And it is a challenge, but it's something that the Bible um, allows us and will teach us on how to outwork that. It might appear, Mike, that people have a doubt as to the power of that love, but this is something quite historic in the way that it proves as a resistance to the sort of evil that can come when someone is trying to kill you or threatening to kill you. But this love is a very, very powerful tool. And when it comes to resisting persecution of Christians, uh, Christians have used this love very effectively over many generations. Absolutely. And I've seen it echoed in the, in the places I've had the privilege of traveling to. You know, I remember hearing about the verse in 1 Corinthians 13, which we so often read at weddings. But when sitting with persecuted believers and, and going through in 1 Corinthians 13, the passage on love, you know, it says things like love is patient and kind. And, and when you read it with a lens that is anything other than marriage, this passage is incredible because it talks that love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. And so when living as a Christian in these nations that are conflicted, these character traits, they're just incredibly powerful but also hard to live by. It says love it does not demand its own way it's not irritable it keeps no record of being wrong which is a massive statement in light of some of these nations it doesn't rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out love never gives up it never loses faith it's always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance and i think for us as christian believers reading that verse with any other lens than marriage is a challenge because it shows you the kind of character traits that Christian life needs to be defined by. Mike, the attack in France, or I should say in plural, the attacks that we have seen in France have certainly dominated headlines. Uh, But really, those numbers who have been killed in France, and uh, while that has gained worldwide attention, uh, it really is just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Because persecution of Christian believers is going on in nations around the world, places like Syria and other Middle Eastern nations uh, of a scale that most of us don't appreciate. Look, that's right. The the, the scale of persecution across the Middle East is extremely large. But one of the things I often want to clarify is that even in places like France, whether it's one person or two, you know, the fact that someone has lost their life because of this 
is absolutely heartbreaking because there's families, there's communities that are absolutely destroyed by it. And what we're seeing, the scale of it across the Middle East, is what breaks my heart because there are just countless thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people affected by this kind of behaviour and the impact that will have generationally on families, but also the church. It's why, I guess, the ministry of Open Doors, you know, we've never needed help like we've needed it before because the scale of what we're facing, it is just enormous. And so my belief is that caring for the persecuted church, it really should be part of the DNA of every Christian. And, you know, where possible, our desire is that people would give something. It doesn't have to be big, but give something because the church and the survival of the church is at stake and we desperately need your help in this moment. As I often say, Mike, there are very few organisations that actually have direct links to the church that is persecuted behind borders that often no one else can get to. But Open Doors is one of those organisations. And so for people to actually give some practical gift, a monetary gift, uh, those things go a long way in getting into the hands of people who really need them at desperate times. You know, it's what I actually love about this organisation. You know, we're one of the organisations around the world that is absolutely tailored at the survival of the church. And learning more about my role as a Christian and the body of Christ and the bride of Christ, it makes me go, this is a ministry that is desperately needed. And the other thing I love is that it's a trustworthy ministry. Over the last six years that I've been here, it's one of the reasons that really has attracted me to stay and move into this role is the fact that I know that what we do changes people's lives and we try to be the best at it. And, you know, that's something that I love about this ministry and why I always am so passionate to say to people, you can trust us and I promise you, we will do everything we can to make your dollar have the greatest impact. Well, Mike, I know people will be able to make a donation and, as you say, at this time, a desperate need, perhaps now more than ever. Uh, So point people to the Open Doors Australia website. Simply Google Open Doors Australia and you'll be able to make a gift to the great work that Open Doors is doing, uh, defending the church, supporting the church, a lifeline for Christian believers who are behind borders that none of us can usually get to. Uh, Mike Gore from Open Doors, just great getting your insights again today. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Neil, thank you so much for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.